While progressives are clinging to their COVID fear porn, the average American family has different fears, real fears, fears of the unknown, inflation, stagflation, indoctrination, while COVID continues to attack the weak and affirmed. Inflation and supply chains problems, indoctrination is targeted attack on the America's middle class, and it's winning. There are two groups of Americans who are not part of the COVID fear population. The first group fears the results of non-transitory inflation and the fact that the Biden administration is more focused on appeasing corporations than taking care of the people. The other group of Americans, the patriots, well, they fear all of the stuff the first group fears, but also they fear what's coming next, the destruction of our civil rights, our civil liberties. My name is James T. Harris, and this is the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Happy holidays from the Fed. They just gave us some, well, somewhat truthful reading about inflation for the first time this year. What a way to wrap up the year, right? Consumer prices and inflation have surged to a 39-year high. It's the fastest pace in nearly four decades. Energy prices up 34%. And you know how fast food costs are rising. We all feel it. On top of that, Biden is now trying to throw another $1.7 trillion into their social and climate plan, which could potentially accelerate inflation even more. At this point, it's just a matter of when and how bad. The U.S. dollar is in extreme peril. Gold and silver are a time-tested and conservative hedge against insanity, unrest, and potential hyperinflation. Call Goldline today. Ask how precious metals can protect what you've worked so hard to earn. Ask Goldline about their special Christmas offers and a very special bonus for listeners of my program. Be proactive. Call today. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. There are two Americas right now, one that's addicted to television and one that's not. If you are a television watcher, you are probably very much in fear of COVID and all of the variants. I hope you enjoyed your Christmas. I hope you're looking forward to a new year. I was having a wonderful time with my family here in Phoenix, Arizona. That's where I'm from. The family came to town and we were wonderful. We're just having a wonderful time playing games, eating wonderful food, watching football. And then I began to prep for the Glenn Beck program. I turned on my computer, turned on the TV and holy cow, COVID mania. We're being told that COVID is destroying the country. My name is James C. Harris. I am a talk show host from Phoenix, Arizona. And like you, I have been paying attention and trying to navigate through the COVID madness for the last two years. Of course, it started out with with, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve. And we're still trying to flatten it in various ways. But with this latest wave of COVID fear, this latest wave of COVID porn, have you noticed all of a sudden the CDC is reducing the the quarantine time? They're knocking it down from 10 days to five days. My question is, is that based on science? 
Or is that something that the corporations want the administration to do because they're having problems keeping people, you know, at work? All of a sudden, we are hearing discussion in traditional liberal outlets of the impact of COVID policies on the children. Huge huge interview over the weekend that got a lot of people talking a lot of people were amazed that this was actually on corporate media only we found out later that it, it wasn't <laughs> they actually put it out on on the uh, on the media on the internet but not on their station in the blink of an eye, we've got corporate media outlets admitting that the vaccine passports don't increase the willingness of Americans to get vaxxed. We're learning now from corporate media outlets that there's huge pushback against these mandates, against these passports across the Western world. From Australia to Canada to Great Britain, France. And then, just a few days ago, both Democrats and Republicans got whiplash from the, the violent double takes when President Trump, or I'm sorry, President Biden said that there is no federal solution to COVID. Now, this is amazing. And I do believe that me stepping away from media for a, a week really desensitized me to just how crazy the the fear porn is and how persuasive the media can be and when you have citizens that are actually yelling at other citizens for not wearing their masks 30,000 feet in the air and fighting people and spitting on people because they're not complying you have to know that things have gone a little bit off the rails but the one thing that is not happening that I, I, I just, it bothers me is how come more people are not questioning authority? How come more people are not uh, uh, questioning our political masters? It was Joe Biden who ran an, uh, shall we say, effective campaign <laughs> from the bunker. All throughout 2020, he said that President Trump did not have a plan to address COVID. He said he did have a plan. I want to remind you of this. Because over the last few days, we have seen just just how much the Biden administration and uh, the health organizations in this country have lied to the American people. And I am still absolutely dismayed that more Americans are not pushing back against the lies. Part of the problem is that the media is giving the Biden administration and Dr. Fauci and the like, they're giving them cover. But still, the, the, the Biden's promises, promises to the American people that if he became president, he would deal with this virus. You should be reminded of this. Here is Biden saying that he's going to shut down the virus, not the economy. Together, not pull us apart. I'll put in place a plan to deal with this pandemic responsibly. I've already done it. I've said it before. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the economy. 
I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'll shut down the virus, not the economy. Well, I'm going to shut down the virus. Once we shut down the virus, I'm going to shut down the virus. You're going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. <laughs> All of these promises. He's going to shut down the virus. He's not going to shut down the economy. He's been flirting with shutting down the economy. I mean, I, I think that when you're talking about uh, vaccination mandates going across the line, you're talking about shutting down the economy, especially when you have so many Americans that are not willing to get the, the get the poke. What else is that if it's not shutting down the economy? But just a few days ago, President Biden comes out and whispers in like almost hushed tones that this is a, this is not going to be a federal solution. This is going to have to be, you know, a state's issue. I'm telling you, this is a big deal. This is crazy talk. Because we've been lied to. By this president, by this administration, uh, by the, 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 you know, the, the CDC, the World Health Organization. And I know that Glenn Beck has done yeoman work in connecting the dots, dotting the I's and crossing the T about how this has all been collusion between big business, pharmacy and the government. It's not a coincidence that all of these vaccines are, are being paid for by we the people. And the plan is for everyone to you know, to have been inoculated by now, but it's not happening. Why? Because we're Americans. And yet, with this latest reversal, you have critics on both sides of the political spectrum going full blast on Biden. For saying that now the states are responsible for solving the coronavirus crisis. And again, pointing out the hypocrisy and straight out lie of this president to the American people. Now, I have a question. If this is no longer a federal response, then what's going on with the the national mandates? I know they're making their way to the Supreme Court, but I got to tell you, uh, based on what we've seen in the past with the Supreme Court, I have absolutely no confidence Starting back with John Roberts and Obamacare. And I know people push on me back and forth on this. But look, we were told, we the Constitution says, you know, the government can't force you to buy a product. They can't force you to buy health care. And yet, John Roberts and the Supreme Court found a way around that. We've seen them narrowly narrow rulings on a lot of cases that have conservatives absolutely disappointed. We're waiting to be disappointed again with the abortion issue. And a lot of people were looking to the courts to solve the problem, you know, the, the election problems. They, 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 they took a pass. What's going to happen with these mandates? We don't know. Hence, the anxiety that a lot of people in this country feel when it comes to our liberties. But no, Biden gave up. The president of the United States, after promising that he's going to shut down the virus, gave up.
the president of the United States who tried to force vaccinations on the American people took a step backwards. And yet the mandates still move forward. And that begs the question. Who's in charge of this country? It begs the question. If the president is backing off of the the, federal response, if uh, OSHA is, you know, caught up in court trying to figure out if they have the constitutional authority to 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 impose a a mandate on on corporations, they have over 100 people working for them. Then who's pushing this forward? Well, it's not a big mystery. Uh, We don't have an executive branch right now. We have a committee probably staffed by a lot of Obama folks. But more importantly, what we really have is corporations calling the shots, corporations trying to bring about the the vaccine passports, corporations are trying to get the American people to bend the need to coerce to their to their will for, I believe, nefarious reasons. But we won't go too deeply in that in that today, because basically we do have an opportunity Over the last few days, we've seen the government pull back and try to 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 regather themselves. We've seen this with the reduction of quarantine days to five. Biden's backing up with no federal response solution. The conversations, even though they weren't on CBS Live, this is talking about Face the Nation, they did, and I have the video to prove it, they did talk about the damage that the government's response to COVID is having on our children, on our young people. And there is a tacit admission out there from the New York Times and the BBC. They're admitting that vaccine passports don't increase the number of people that are taking the vaccine. Now, before we before we count that as a win, we dare not do that. I see it as a reprieve because the people that brought this upon us, well, they're dead serious. And even though they've been caught in lie after lie, they persist, they continue to move forward. The question that we have to ask ourselves is why? What is their ultimate objective? We have a more audio of more promises instead of just, you know, trying to deal with what's happening in the here and now. Instead of just trying to understand why it is the, the administration is making the moves that it's making or the committee is making the move that it's making. I'm going to take a little bit of time. And remind you of what was promised to you. Because, see, the previous administration, the Trump administration, they promised a lot before they got into office. The Trump administration made serious promises that the American people responded to. And lest you forget, one of the mantras during the Trump administration was promises promises made, promises kept. The Trump administration, you know, they did fall down in some areas, but my goodness, they were very tenacious. They did not give up. They kept going back to the well, even after Republicans betrayed the early Trump administration. They kept going back. 
And one of the things that Americans that were paying attention during that period of time, well, there's a lot that they could take away from. But one of the things that really resonates is that President Trump actually strove to keep his promises to the American people. That is not happening right now. And beside the fact that uh, I should say I should be happy uh, that they're not keeping their promises because their promises would have been horrible for this country. It still is creating a huge problem for this country, a trust issue. So on the other side, more lies from the Biden administration. My name is James T. Harris. I am a talk show host from Phoenix, Arizona, sitting in for the Glenn Beck program. The battle for our generation is taking place right now in the minds and the hearts of our children and our grandchildren. Today, millions of kids are having their ideologies shaped by these soulless machines of both Hollywood and our own public schools. From the lessons they're taught to the books they're told to read, our kids are caught in a thick swamp of bad ideas. What do you say? It's time we do something about it. The best way I know how to combat bad ideas is to promote good ones. And you don't get a better example of that for kids than in the Tuttle Twins books. The Tuttle Twins books are an exploration of all things that make us freer, more perfect. They teach an accurate history of the United States, and they explain how things like free markets and limited government work. And they will arm your children and grandchildren with true ideals they'll need to help turn our country back around. So I want you to go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get 35% off now. They'll even throw in all their activity workbooks for free. Buy them for your kids and your grandkids at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get 35% off today. You are listening to the Glenn Beck program. My name is James T. Harris. I am a talk show host out of Phoenix, Arizona. You can follow me on Twitter at James T. Harris, on Instagram at James T. Harris, or you can check out my Facebook page at James T. Harris Media.com. Even though right now, uh, Facebook and the other social media sites have their foot on my neck. Why is that? Why am I being shadow banned? Well, because we're having conversations like this. We're having conversations about how we're we're losing our liberty. We're having conversations about how the Biden administration uh, is, is lying to the American people. <laughs> and what's what's so funny about the whole thing is how they were able to to turn on a dime. If you remember, after um, uh, President Trump was sworn into office. The left lost their mind. You remember the images. You got people screaming in the streets, screaming, howling. No! You remember the marches, uh, the women's march. You remember the resistance movement. You remember Democrats running around saying, not my president. Trump is not my president. Remember all of that. And yet, uh, once uh, he's out of office, by their doing and we have questions about how that happened well you're not allowed to question the president of the united states you're not allowed to to question the election as a matter of fact if you do you could be spending six to eight months in solitary confinement without a trial this is how much our our world has changed and if you doubt that this is not leaving an impact on people i gotta tell you I think you're wrong. 
If you look at the polling for for Joe Biden, you look at the polling for the vice president, Kamala Harris, they're sinking in 11 months. They're sinking at all time lows. Why? Because at the end of the day, people just don't like being lied to. And lying has been going on, especially when we talk about the government's response to COVID-19. When we return, I just got a little bit more audio for you of promises that were made to the American people because American people, they want to get back to normal, right? We want to get back to to the life the way it was in early 2020 and before. And we were told if we do certain things, that would happen. Is that true? Well, I would argue no. And that's going to force another question to be asked. What do we, the people, do about it? My name is James T. Harris, talk show host from Phoenix, Arizona. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. is the Glenn Beck program. Life is about being active. Whether it's about going on your daily tasks or exercising, you know you're well when you're regularly active. But what happens when being active actually hurts by the end of the day? This is the position I found myself in a number of years ago. Everything I wanted to do in my daily life, all of the activity it called for was held captive to almost constant nagging pain. When I heard about Relief Factor, I was skeptical, but my wife said, give it a chance. Not long after I took it, I could feel the pain begin to melt away and i've been taking it ever since and i can tell you that relief factor has helped me get my life back i love that it's not a drug but it was developed by doctors and about 70 percent of the people who try it go on to order more your first step to becoming pain-free just might be ordering a three-week quick start for only 1995 go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief 800 for relief or relieffactor.com find out all about this offer and feel the difference Making socialists question their life choices. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stick around. More after the break. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris. I'm a talk show host out of Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome aboard. I have a question for you. Are you vaccinated have you been vaccinated (laughs) actually the response from you should be that's none of your gosh darn business i was out with my smoking hot wife a few months ago we were at a restaurant and uh we're sitting at the bar as we tend to do and there was a, a a nice lady sitting right next to my to my wife and uh we introduced ourselves to her and she stuck her hand out and then she pulled it back a little bit and said oh are you vaccinated Like, what? Is that now a thing? Yes, it is a thing. And it's one of these things that are dividing the country. It's segregating the country. Your medical status really is no one else's business. Imagine you stick your hand out. Excuse me, uh, do you have a sexual disease? Do you have a... (laughs) We wouldn't do that. That would be rude. That would be absurd, obscene, and yet 
Now it's a thing. People want to know what your vax status is. And I have to be honest with you. Uh, it's not the thing for me. I really don't care. But for those people who have been vaccinated, for those people who believe in, in the, uh, Dr. Fauci and the CDC, it's a real thing. And it's going to determine whether or not in the future you're able to participate in society. All of this is driven from fear. This is not common sense. This is not logic. This is not following the science. It's fear. And I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt because we were terrified by COVID. We were terrified by the by the lockdowns. We were running on you know short on toilet paper. You had people mobbing each other to get a couple of you know rolls of toilet paper. We had people going crazy. Because they thought that we were living in a time of scarcity, that we're going to get even more brutal because of the violent disease. As time went on, a lot of people started to realize that it was not as bad as the experts said it was going to be. We didn't have tens of millions of people dropping dead from COVID. As time went on, we started to realize that maybe it was a mistake that we didn't send kids to school. But the whole thing is, you know, we were told if you get the vaccination, if you get the vaccination, life can return to normal. As soon as you get your vaccination, you're not going to get sick anymore from COVID. You're going to be protected. You're not going to spread it to other people and we can get back to normal. Do you remember that? Oh, it's changed since then. But do you remember how Dr. Fauci and, 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 and President Biden, how they used to say that? Well, here's a reminder. You're okay. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. These vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. Get your first shot. And when you're due for your second, get your second shot. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized. You're not going to be in an ICU unit and you're not going to die. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. Is that true? Oh, well, maybe they believed it when they said it. I Actually, I don't think they did. I think they're smart people. I think that they're brilliant people. But the point is that that's no longer true. We are now on our what? third shot plus a booster and you still have to wear a mask if you're indoors <laughs> that is a lie what else can you well james they were just, no that is a lie they lied and they never ever even acknowledged the fact okay you know what we were wrong about this uh we are following the science and we found out that you know now is this or that no they don't do that they just continue to the next you know demand and they never take any time to count the cost. What is this doing to people? For, for a year and a half, everybody who died in America died of COVID. Car accidents, COVID. Accidental drowning, COVID. 
Dude falls from a parachute. COVID. Everything was COVID. And nobody questioned it. We get the numbers out of the out of the states, the people who are dying. We get daily counts, COVID related, COVID, COVID. But on the ground, for you walking around, you living your life, you didn't notice that. I've had a lot of friends who've had COVID and never went to the hospital. They just a couple days and they were back at it. I have some friends, because I'm an older man, I have some friends who passed away, but then they had comorbidities. We're being told and have been told that this is so dangerous. We were made promises were made to us. Promises were broken. And on CBS, you had a panel a discussion going on about 2021. Some of the worst underreported stories of 2021. And you had one panelist actually tell the unvarnished truth. It was an extraordinary moment for television news. Here it is. Well, I want to get to underreported stories uh, as well. Jan? Oh, I, for me, I mean, I, my kids hear me rant about this every day, so I may as well tell you guys. It's, it's the crushing impact that our COVID policies have had on young kids and children. Mm -hmm. uh, by far, you know, the least serious risk for serious illness. Uh, but, I mean, even teenagers, you know, a healthy teenager has a one in a million chance of getting and, di and dying from COVID, which is way lower than you know, dying in a car wreck on a road trip. Uh, but they have suffered and sacrificed the most, especially kids in underrepresented, at-risk communities. And now we have the Surgeon General saying there's a mental health crisis mm -hmm. among our kids. Uh, the risk of suicide, girl, suicide attempts among girls now up 51% this year. Uh, black kids uh, nearly twice as likely as, as white kids to die by suicide. I mean, school closures, lockdowns, cancellation of sports. You couldn't even go on a playground in the D.C. area uh, without cops scurrying, uh, getting, shooing the kids off. Tremendous negative impact on kids. And it's been an afterthought. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hurt their dreams, their future, learning loss, risk of abuse, their mental health. And now with our knowledge, our vaccines, uh, if our policies don't reflect a more measured and reasonable approach for our children, mm -hmm. they will be paying for our generation's decisions uh, the rest of their lives. And that, to me, is the greatest underreported story of the past year. That was powerful. That was dead on. You had a reporter on CBS speak the truth about our nation's mental health crisis. You, you, you had a reporter talk about what is happening to our, our youth, to the suicide rates. You had a reporter sit there and everybody else was stunned because you just don't hear this kind of talk on corporate media. And guess what? You don't hear this kind of talk on corporate media. That never made it onto television. It got yanked. <laughs> CBS censored their own reporter. Why is that? Because uh, our COVID response has been hard enough on healthy adults, but it's been devastating to the youth and the truth. That's the truth. And CBS would rather you didn't know the truth. Why else would they pull that? But from your own experiences, you know that it's true. I've got three grown kids. 
And I have to tell you, the impact of the government's COVID response on each one of them is 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 kind of scary. I got to check in with them, especially my middle one who had big plans, who had to come back from overseas because of COVID and now can't go back. You can't freely travel anymore. You The plans that were laid, the, the, what they've been working for, people who have gone to school. People who are nurses, doctors go to school for for years. They want to graduate, can't go into the profession unless they get the vaccine. Well, maybe they should just go ahead and do it. Well, maybe they just shouldn't. Maybe it's none of your business. And now that we've made it our business, look at the impact that it's having. You have children who are depressed. You have children who are looking towards their future and not seeing anything. It's bleak. It's uncertain. This is what our government is doing to our children. You're going to mask them up at schools. What's the psychological effect of of children being forced to wear masks? You're going to cancel school altogether. What does that do to children and socialization? And how come this is not being discussed on TV shows or or networks like CNN and MSNBC or CBS, NBC, ABC, PBS. Well, CBS got close. That was Jane Crawford. And that little clip that you just heard went viral for the last two days. It was viral on social media. Why? Because it was truth. The crushing impact of our COVID policies, how they've impacted our young kids, our children, is created a mental health crisis. And we have an administration that doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, they'll talk about everything else. Oh, they'll hammer away and get vaccinated, get your booster. Oh, don't talk about you know, the, the COVID tests that are rising. Every once in a while, they'll talk about COVID deaths. But they never talk about the impact that their policies and this type of fear porn is having on the future of this country, our children. You know, with all this talk going around. You've got uh, you've got Republicans chomping at the bit saying, you know, American people are going to respond to this. I I don't know if they are. I'm praying that they will. But these numbers, they're not helping Joe Biden. They're not helping him at all. The government's response to covid is actually causing his numbers to go way down. (laughs) And people are questioning, why now? Why are we, why now are we seeing that there's no good federal response? Well, could it be that once again, the Biden administration was caught up in a lie? Well, I think so. The Biden administration, you know, for this next round of a, a COVID mandated COVID vaccinations and stuff like this, you know, you're supposed to be able to go get a test. You, there's mandating that some people, if you don't get the vaccination, have to be tested weekly. Twice a week, maybe daily. But guess what? They don't have any tests available. 
And it's to the point where even uh, a press secretary, White House press secretary, Jin Psaki, is is cracking jokes on people to try to, 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 to hide the fact that this administration, the one who was supposed to be prepared from day one, the one that was going to shut down the virus, but not the economy, did not have enough tests available for the American people, haven't rolled anything out. And another thing that is happening is you're having a lot of people who are part of the previous administration and even some Democrats beginning to call that whole thing out. What does this mean? And why is it that we saw so much of of Kamala Harris over the weekend? Something's going on as Joe Biden, the president, begins to pull back. The White House is trying to put Kamala Harris, you know, forward, a good foot forward. It's been disastrous. <laughs> I don't know why I laugh at these things, because the prospect of, a, of of President Harris is truly, truly frightening. And if you think, oh, she would be embarrassed, oh, the Democrats would be embarrassed because, you know, she's not up to speed. They don't care. It's not about, you know, being fairly elected anymore. It's not it's not about being competent. What we're seeing with the with the Democrats is purely a quest for power to hold on to power. That is the only way that they're going to have any shot in advancing their agenda. And even though Build Back Better has failed, some people are saying now that it's stalled, even though it has failed. If you think the Democrats are going to stop pushing, then you haven't learned anything over the last 10 years. You never let a crisis go to waste. My name is James T. Harris, sitting in for the Glenn Beck program. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. You've heard me talking about MyPillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fitted me personally for my own MyPillow because I told him, I said, I don't think I really like him. And he said, wait, I think you have the wrong one. Got me the king size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here. So you don't have to worry about, are they going to be MyPillows on the shelves along with the lowest price offer mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until march 1st of next year so it makes a great christmas gift you can get the standard my pillow for 1998 originally 69.98 a 50 dollars savings and the king size pillow is 10 bucks more go and see all their rotating discounts over 150 my pillow products enter the promo code back 800-966-3117 800-966-3117 it's mypillow.com promo code back this is the Glenn Beck Program.